You're listening to Having a Chat on CJRU in Toronto, the show where we take interesting people with interesting taste in music and talk to them about the music that they love. All right, so a few weeks back, we had Dens from the OBGMs on the show. Dens introduced us to a rapper called Claremont II, and we have since become obsessed with his music. Claremont's music is hard-hitting, genre-bending, and deeply personal, and we're very excited to have him here with us to chat about some music. This is Having a Chat. man well thank you very much for for joining us taking the time to chat with us yeah for sure thanks for having me i appreciate it yeah of course um so i want to um kick things off i'm you know with this new record of yours you did everything yourself as i understand it which is incredible and i think frankly super super rare um in hip-hop uh, where, you know, you, you hear stories of just there being tons and tons of producers, different co-writers, things like that. Yeah. Um, and I was reading an interview where you said that, you know, you, you've just like sort of part of what makes you able to do that is that you've just become kind of better at, at doing the sort of production, the writing, everything like that. So I'm kind of just curious, like, <laughs> what are some things that you have learned along the way that have made you better? Yeah, um, I mean... I think, honestly, things that have made me better, um, the most obvious one is just practice. Um, I've lit- Every album I've put out, I've controlled everything. I've produced every single one of my albums, um, dating all the way back to 2013 when I dropped my first project when I was like still in high school. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of like figuring things out, um, even though I've been producing since I was like five. So right. um, my older brother What does brother that look ta- like? I mean, my older brother taught me how to use FL Studio. So nice. that, so there's like actually a picture of me, like, you know, with this super big head, uh, really small young me making beats on, on, on FL and, and whatnot. So like being, and my dad sings, um, and he plays piano and guitar and my brother, you know, musician as well. So I was producing from that young and I had all these musical elements around me. So it was only a matter of time before I just mm-hmm. like got into music full time and started doing it. And that's what I started to do in high school where I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. So just all that time, just producing and, and, and just writing and trying to become a better writer and uh, a better artist entirely um, practice, just a lot of practice. And I've been able to, other than like, you know, life experiences and me seeing different things and allowing me to write different things and just kind of, I don't know, like living, Honestly, as, as cheesy yeah. as it sounds, just being alive and, and kind of um, being more of a analyzer more than somebody who's kind of in the mix of things all the time. Uh, right. Just being able to step out and, and, and kind of look at everything. And um, I feel like and in, in, in the things I the things I write about and, and, and what I talk about, it's nothing is like a lie. And I've been mm-hmm. able to be on the inside of all these things that I talk about, but also be on the outside. So it's, it's giving me different perspectives and um, you know, I kind of have the dualities of what I would do in a particular situation or mm-hmm. how I'd react to something. So, I mean, I like, and I, I just like having full control of my products because um, it, it, you know, the music 
will have a distinct style to it because I'm handling everything. I'm I'm mm. I'm the head honcho. Um, I'm making the beats myself. I'm mixing the mm. records myself. I know what I want to get across. So, um, all my albums have a very I'd say everything that comes out at the same time in the world, I have a very distinct um, voice, I think. Um, right. Like even, even if I'm rapping on something um, on a beat that, you know, sounds like more current, I think what I do on the record, no matter what, I think I have a weird voice. So um, just from an arti- artistic perspective, I feel like just no matter what I say, it's going to come off different. People are going to be like, hmm, this, something about this guy doesn't really fit in. Um, right. so I'm like, either I just don't like this or I'm mildly intrigued or I'm very intrigued. So, you know, right. I mean, so I want to, I want to talk about lyrics for a sec. I mean, you know, the, yeah. there, there's the lyrics throughout this album. I mean, like the, the whole tone of the album, it seems to me, I wouldn't quite describe it as angry. I would almost describe it as like frustrated. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's kind yeah. of, and, and, you know, and we're going to kick things off with, um, with the, second track off of uh, off the album bent and you keep talking about like 40 percent is that you know a venting of frustration about selling with the industry or, um, or did so, i read into that a bit too so much it's, it's great because i think i've gotten that every single time somebody's asked me about it they're like Yo, are you talking <laughs> about labels and so it ended up kind of working with that as well because i i i, I hate the industry too but i mean right what I when I had initially wrote the song, what was in mind was taxes, is paying right. taxes in, <laughs> okay. in, in, in in Ontario, and I'm like, like damn, like like this is like once you start making a certain amount of money, they take like almost half of of your money, and yeah. it's it's and then like let's say you are signed to a label, and then they're gonna take some of that too. So yeah. you know what I mean? Like I, it's best for me to just kind of keep everything myself, keep it all in house because I'm gonna have to deal with taxes at the end of the day you know what i mean yeah. so it, it, i just thought it was fly to, to to write on the course i thought it sounded like super sick but um yeah. ultimately like taxes and 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 industry and, and whatnot yeah yeah sweet. Out. Labels cannot guarantee my safety. I don't want bread. I can get a song for my baby on a budget. Offices don't give a damn about me, want me budget. But this is my hood and they don't love it, they want from me. How you trying to dictate where you ain't been on the pavement? Used to be in places where I ain't no niggas brazen. Think about my cousin every day since we made them. Embridge don't care about it long as I paid them. Making me bend down. Making me bend. Um, and then uh, let's come back and talk about uh, The Line by D'Angelo. Uh, what do you like about this tune? Man, uh, The Line by D'Angelo, uh, that's my favorite song on Voodoo, um, I think. Um, the whole song is just this nasty, this nasty bass line. The whole song. That's the whole song, and then D'Angelo just doing his thing, um, vocally. And I just thought the, I just thought the, the, the. I won't say the vibes, but the vibes that it provides are pretty, (laughs) (laughs) are pretty. Um, like the the mood and the feeling of that song is just super, super nice. And um, even what he's, even what he's saying, you know, like I'm, I'm gonna stick to my guns and things like that. Um just you know that's that's things that i you know i take in as well like sticking to my guns and then and, and kind of trusting my gut even if that's not what he's like trying to say but like he said he's gonna that's stick kind of how you interpreted it exactly and um you know and then you got pino paladino on the bass um who's 
like provide like he's one of my favorite bass players so um that that song i think is is my favorite on on voodoo for sure right so i'm interested in like I, I really and I, and we keep, I feel like we keep coming back to it, but I'm really interested in the idea that you do everything yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so so he Deand, I mean, you know, obviously he's not doing everything himself, but but you're mm-hmm. speaking about the strength of this one bass player. So like, yeah. if, if D'Angelo I'm, can do everything himself if he wants to, though, because no he's doubt. playing keys, playing guitar. You know what I mean? D'Angelo no is amazing. But if you like, you know if you met someone who was like a really, really great, say bass player or drummer, mm-hmm. would you bring them in to collaborate with you? If you thought that they would be able to sort of do what you wanted? Yeah, for sure. Um, I just, um, I have a, like, there is people, like there's a set peop, uh, group of people that I actually want to work with. I just haven't met them yet. And I haven't, <laughs> um, you know what I mean? I'm not big enough to just like, Hey, yo, can you give so-and-so a call? Um, <laughs> You know what I mean? But there is like even like more local artists that I, I work with. I wouldn't say more from a production standpoint, but like like features and, and, and doing features or right. even having somebody come in on a song. I just don't want to fill up um, the credits on my album for the sake of filling up credits. Yeah, um, I think yeah. that there's a, a, a specific place for everybody, like um, a really talented uh, singer from um, Toronto, uh, M.I. Blue. She was on my Quest for Milk and Honey album and, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't had anybody, um, even a singer, like I have a not, not even a singer feature on one of my records, I think, before that. That was the first time mm-hmm. I had that. Cola was on that album, um, who's my brother, but also the drummer of the OBGMs. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cola was on my last, the album that just came out. Hezzy mm-hmm. was on Lomont from the Ab. So I kind of just know, I just think I've placed those people in the perfect spots like, mm-hmm. this is where they should be, as opposed to just being like, oh, I think this album needs more features, so I'm just going to bring a bunch of people in it to do it. Yeah. I think that stuff is cool. Um, I just don't think it's what I want to do. And yeah. I don't think there's a... I, I think there's, like, this thing where it's like, yo, you have to work with people. You have to do this. You have to do it this way, or this is going to work. But what, one thing I've noticed is you don't have to do it one particular way. I, no. There's many ways to do it. And why do I have to do things that I don't want to do? Like, maybe it'll take a little bit longer. Maybe it won't. We have no idea. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, just whenever I feel like it works and wherever it makes sense, then I would uh, I definitely want to, you know, work with whoever, whenever. Yeah, and you're in the driver's seat, so you know you're you're exactly. good to make those calls. Alrighty, next up is uh, No Ordinary Love by Sade. Mm-hmm. What do you like about this tune? Well, Sade, I think, okay, so this entire this entire album, Love Deluxe by Sade, is mm. its own genre of music. I, <laughs> It's like you got R&B, you got Neo Soul, you got Soul, you got Gospel, then you have Sade. And mm-hmm. this, I think this song, um, this song or even Cherish the Day, I think they embody whatever this genre is if you can even put it into a genre but like 
I remember hearing the song a very long time ago, very faintly. I think it's it's like super faint. Like when I first heard it, I'm like, I feel like I've heard the song. Like when I first heard it and I was conscious, like when I was right, older, right, right. right? Um, so I've like this album's been one of my favorites for years, but like just this song in particular, it just something about it just seems like not real. Like I feel like when I listen to the song, like like this like life is like not real like i'm put into like a different like not to sound like cheesy or corny but it's just like when you just like take in the song it's kind of like not of here like it's just yeah. perfect the song is perfect the, the the lyrics are perfect it's like this is no ordinary love like i just think it's a super um beautiful uh sexy uh song from all aspects and i don't know it's i think it's a flawless record Right. So uh, we, something we talk about a lot on the show is sort of like genre categorization. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, th- th- when we've had artists on before who have sort of said that they kind of like to exist in this area where they're kind of their own genre. And, yeah. and, and I hear a lot of people describe you that way as well. Yeah. Um, like what, what genres do you think make up your music? So, I, I definitely will say I am genre bending. Like I, right. I really incorporate everything. So um, there's you know gospel, R&B, soul, funk, uh, mm-hmm. jazz, disco. I would say if you were to take these genres and like put them all together. Oh, and hip hop, obviously. But <laughs> you see, I didn't even mention hip hop. Like that's like the last thing. Like I feel like I care about everything else that I mentioned other than hip hop. Like I care about those more. That's just mm-hmm. what I grew up with. Um, right. so like if you take all of those elements and drumble them together and, and, you know, throw them at a wall and then pick up the pieces and whatever, then you'll basically, uh, get what I do. And, but then when you get to that point, it's like, all right, so how do you even describe this? Like, why, why can't my song done be a jazz record? Why is that not a jazz mm-hmm. record with rapping on it? Why is that not a, a jazz record with some, some, some trap drums? Why is, you know what right. I mean? Why is this not an R and B record? Because, the whole second like the bridge area that's those are straight up like just like jazz like r&b chords like so mm-hmm. why can't it be that so i don't i i definitely like i'm not the biggest fan of the categorizing rather than just letting music be music um right. but i mean you know i guess it's like just easy for people to identify like it's yeah. easy to just you know listen to um you know chick korea and be like yeah this is a jazz album like this is yeah. straight up a jazz album um or listen to you know, uh, listen to Far Side and be like, yeah, this is a hip hop album. But they're you know right. they're singing on there and they're sampling jazz records. Why is this not all this other things? You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I yeah. would just say I'm I'm a blend of everything or well, a lot that, of things. What's the point? Sure. Like Cola, who's actually like you know one of my managers, but also uh, my bro. Um, he has like I've been like he's taught me how to make beats from the beginning and he's had a batch of beats from like the 2000s, like early 2000s. And this guy, I was definitely ahead of his time when it came to making beats. Cause he, he has like a chamber of like, he was like a sample King. Um, he has a chamber of beats, but they never were in one lane. It was just like, he made whatever he wanted to make, whatever just sounded good. Like sometimes I find myself um, being put into like kind of messing myself up. Like I shouldn't be doing this. Like, I make a sample and be like, oh, this sample would sound good with these drums. Um, but like, I'm trying to like make this kind of song. I'm trying to, right, as opposed right, to right. just naturally just doing it. So 
um, one thing that I, you know, I've done and I still continue to do today. I'm like, yo, if this sounds good, then I'm just going to call it a day. It sounds good. And I'm going to yeah. do what I do on this beat, regardless yeah. of what people say, because I'm not going to waste my time trying to, you know, make it sound particularly particularly good for this specific reason and then be mad at the outcome or be mad that it's out because oh i'm not happy with this i should have did this and whatnot so you know i think just make what comes to you is uh tyler the creator new magic wand um just by listening to your stuff it's not surprising that you picked him like the the i can see the influence pretty clearly as a big fan of his and a big fan of yours uh Mm -hmm. why'd you pick this song off of uh off his new album um i think it was hard to choose a song on like this first and foremost it was it was hard to choose a, a, a particular song on that on igor um I just think this one is like, I don't know. This one is, is, I think it's a standout. I think like majority of the, I think like the whole album is a standout, but um, this one is just, it's crazy. It's in, in insanity. You know what I mean? And I remember when I first heard it, he posted a teaser. Um, like it was like a short, like 45 second clip, maybe under a minute, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and he, it was the the it was the please don't leave me now that part right. and i was like hmm, i don't know if i like this i wasn't sure at first and then then the beat dropped and it got crazy and i'm like okay then when the album came out and i heard the full song i'm like this is a really good song this is a crazy <laughs> song um from from his vocals on it and just kind of what he does with his vocals on it to the production um it's it's insanity like i, I and i don't even know why like I remember there's times where I hear a song for the first time and I'm like, not sure. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't even know why I even thought that in the first place. I'm like, maybe it just wasn't enough. Maybe I didn't get the full, the full thing. I I, I don't know what it was, but yeah, that song is, is, is insane. And then I love when the, the bass comes in, the bass line comes in when uh, he starts yelling. Um, Yeah, it was, that's a crazy track. All right, man. Uh, Canadian album, CanCon Quota, Stormat, <laughs> Sun Up, <laughs> Gino Vanelli. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about it. What do you like about this album, and what do you like about Gino Vanelli? Storm at Sunup is insanity. Um, Gino Vanelli is one of the most underappreciated artists. Period. But I, I definitely say Canadian artist, but definitely artist. Period. Um, mm-hmm. Just something about his music just sounded like he wasn't supposed to be doing it. It sounded risky. Like it sounded like you know, basically how you know Funkadelic's music was like. Is like you listen to it and you're like this sounds like they're not supposed to be doing this, but it's just really, really good. <laughs> That's how I felt about Gino Vanelli. Like, 
that's how I feel about his music as a whole. Like, there's, a, there's, I think he has a couple albums where I'm like, I feel like the label told him to do this. There were a couple songs. I feel like the label said he should do this, but then he has like a, like his few albums that are just like, this is insanity. And I, he makes music with his brothers as well. Um, I think one of his brothers is like a drummer or just like one of the producers or something like that. And then his other brother um, arranges and writes as well, plays the piano. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Vanelli and then his other brother. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give respect to all of them real quick. So it's Gino <laughs> Vanelli, um, who's his brother? Joe Vanelli and Ross Vanelli. The all of them. So so like I think that's super cool. He makes music with his brothers, but like his storm at sun up man, top to bottom is just insanity. Like musicianship on a thousand. Um, yeah. the vocals are insane on the whole thing and of course this is a time where you don't really have to worry so much about the songwriting because it was usually good it was just good songs it was good (laughs) love songs but even like good worldly songs just songs about whatever uh so man and then the intro the way the the album start starts is like okay so this guy you know you, you start with some you know some soft singing he's you know very quiet um i think there's roads behind them some road roads keys and then it picks up then you have you hear the synth bass come in and you know he goes into a higher register and then the song breaks and then you get this like fast jazz song that's like and then you get these congos and then like it's crazy it's like it's like some crazy fusion jazz and then it goes back to the same thing at the beginning super triumphant and that's how the album starts and then it like for like the next like the next rest of the album for the rest of the album is just good music great vocals underrated underappreciated storm at sunup is my favorite album of his i remember my brother cola he showed me i, I keep talking about this cola guy Cola's annoying um but <laughs> he he showed me this song um one night with you and when I Googled One Night With You album, um, Storm At Sunup came up, even though it's not on that album, but that album mm-hmm. came up for some reason. And that's when I downloaded that. And this was like maybe 2014, I would say. Dang. Maybe 2014, 2013, 15. I don't know, around that time. Um, and that's, that became my favorite Gino album. And then I just like started listening to all those albums. Yeah, damn. What a glowing review. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, man. Uh, last tune. Um, I've picked. I've picked the tune, and uh, and we're gonna do done, just because oh, it's, uh, it's it's my favorite tune on the record, man. Like, thank it's, you. It's like it sounds very Tyler influenced. Mm, um, okay. But I, I see al- that. Okay. It's, it's also got that sort of same kind of frustration about it that i was describing mm-hmm. that you can really feel on the whole record like it, it just it seems like you're you know just really trying to say something so i, yeah. I guess i guess sort of you know it's kind of simple question but what are you trying to say with this song 
Man, done. It's, I'm saying I am done. I am done with the bull. <laughs> That's basically what I'm saying. Uh, and I think everything reflects that. And, you know, I always have to throw in, um, you know, my oats to, to, to where I'm from. And like every song, you always hear a hint of where I'm from or where, what I come from. And I think I'm frustrated on mostly everything. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, like just talking about how I'm, I'm, I'm done going outside, like I'm, I'm done like being like I, I'm, I'm paranoid because of what's going on in the streets and but I'm also I'm done with like you guys like overlooking what I'm capable of doing and and, and mm-hmm. how I and how I do it um and then you know I talk about you know just kind of like uh I talk about Jamaican spots on Jane Street um mm-hmm. got me red sauce on the fried and then you know just basically like um I don't know, like a backstory. And I, I was always hella broke and I borrowed money from the guys. Had to give it back yeah. in quarters if they gave me a five. Um, mom was back at school, the money low, but it's inspiring. Like all that, all that stuff. Like it's just kind of like a, a backstory of kind of where I, I've gotten to. Like a lot of my songs are, I would say a majority of my songs is like, is backstory. A lot of backstory, a lot of reflection, um, a lot of reminiscing. And then a lot of trying to recapture the feeling of, great times like of good times like it, i think like when i was a child it was great you don't have to worry about real life things and then it got really hard and now i'm kind of in the process of going back to that childlike feeling and i think mm. although my music is very aggressive if you really listen to the lyrics and really taking what i'm saying a lot of it is trying to recapture when things was good because things got very real very fast um getting older like a lot of a lot of things have happened um but done like even in what inspired that like what inspired the whole album is definitely video games like the like video games is, is an important part of who i am like even the intro mm-hmm. song is basically a startup to a console a game console that i made and um i made this like rpg um soundtrack and and whatnot mm-hmm. that transitions into bent um but also um movies like korean cinema korean horror cinema involved mm. um inspired some of, of like even done done starts with like a dung, 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 dung. it's like a very horror-esque like mm-hmm. scary like and then even gunfinger is the same thing um like like just horror and but like more psychological horror more than like jump scares and whatnot mm. um so done was like when i had made done i already knew that like yeah this is gonna this is gonna be one i'm like this is like I remember just playing the thing. thing. I'm like, this is it. This is the song. Like, this is, and then yeah. everything came naturally. Everything was perfect. Whoa. Don't tell me what you like. Don't comment on my life. Niggas sound like first to give advice. We not meeting twice if you silent to the wife. It's hard to be quiet. They ain't putting me on ice. I done been on eyes. I done been on CRTs. I done been on wides. Used to be outside. Done being outside. Too many niggas sound like. I should stop being a pump. Here I'm stunned, prayed over my life. Yeah, man. For real. All right. So before we wrap up, um, we always like to give uh, our guests just a chance to plug anything that they've got. Uh, you just put out a new album. Uh, yeah. And what can you tell the people where to check you out and uh, and what they can expect to hear from you? It's not how it sounds is out on every single platform that you can listen to music on or even watch videos on. It's out. It's everywhere. Um, I'm, I've been kind of quiet lately. Like I've been off the internet, just taking a break from it because, you know, you get told, uh, from management, yo, you should post more. You should do this more. You should do that more. You you know, people want to hear you say stuff. And then when I say stuff, 
everybody's like a shrink and everybody's trying to help me and everybody thinks they know what I'm actually thinking. And it's like, this is why I don't say anything because I get annoyed. So um, I really took a break. And, and if I were to come online to uh, say something, it's usually, I don't know, like a quick thought and I just don't check anything. I just get on, type, get off. Um, but I've been quiet off the internet working on basically pushing this album it seems like i'm not pushing it but i'm really pushing it and we're right. like in the process of doing some really sick things so maybe in the next month or so um i got like stuff coming and it, it's right. gonna be really sick it's gonna be really cool like and I, it's 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 i would say it's stuff that that people have been asking for for a while um but at the same time like new cool things that i don't really want to talk about yet i just want to finish it <laughs> i just want to get it done and push that um and uh the obgms i'm like like i'm not doing anything with the project but i'm witnessing um what they're doing with the project and i gotta shout them shout them out too because mm -hmm. I, I i think i'll be doing something with them but i don't know if i'm supposed to tell you that but Dang. i'm just gonna i'm just gonna i'm just gonna keep it there and if they're mad it doesn't matter because when I die, <laughs> no one's going to remember this anyways. They're, they're going to be like, oh, man, we shouldn't have gotten mad at him for exposing that. Oh, that we might be doing some sort of collaboration or whatever. But like, you know, <laughs> I, I'm a part. Basically, I'm doing the hella features and I'm, I'm going to be a part of some really cool things. I'm talking a whole lot. But you know what? I, I have to say, like, I'm, I'm excited now that I've taken this break from the Internet to just just get back to work. And yeah, I'm um, just just. I got stuff coming for sure. Alrighty, thanks so much to Claremont the Second for joining us this week. As always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And you can find us on social media at Having a Chat. I'm Alex Spears, and we will talk to you next week.